Hi, I'm Cura. I'm an award-winning author. I'm traditionally published and dabbling in self-publishing. I write mystery, magic and murder and you'll find me at curacarpenter.com. Hi, I'm Nick Swetika, an indie author and a whale reader and writer of everything with magic, spaceships and romance. You can find me at nickswetika.com. That's great. The only thing is, right, I know what, a whale, what you mean by a whale reader. You mean like a whale yeah. player? Yeah, that's a big player. Yes, it might be a little bit confusing. When I first read it, I thought whale reader, like you read whales. Ever reader? When you say it, I don't think it comes across like that. So, what about avid reader? Avid, yeah, yep. I am sorry. I am now. I was just distracted by the thought of a novel called The Whale Reader, about a woman who like <laughs> can tell the future by reading the. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, the sequel to Whale Rider. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Ooh, he's writing to market. Okay. Yeah. Let me try fake sequels. Oh yes. Ooh. Okay. Okay. At least try this again. Hi, I'm Nick Swedeker, an indie author and a reader and a writer of everything with magic, spaceships, and romance. And you can find me at nickswhitaker.com. Did I mention my award? <laughs> did you? I don't remember now, actually, if you did. No. You never mention it, actually. <laughs> oh, I am, that's like a double joke, because you don't actually mention it. We always mention it. <laughs> um, so did, did you want to do yours again, Cora, so you can mention it? Oh, no, I did mention it. Oh, you did mention it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Matthew Danaher. I write short stories, help edit Andromeda Spaceways magazine, and do a bit of stand-up comedy. You can find me at matthewdanaher.com. Hello and welcome. Today we have Melanie Hardingshaw. She is a science fiction and fantasy writer from Wellington. Her short fiction has appeared in a range of local and international publications, including Newsroom, Breach, Zine, and Daily Science Fiction. She is the NZ Writer Liaison for Con NZ, the 78th World Science Fiction Convention, the sub-editor for the upcoming anthology Black Dogs, Black Tales, and a committee member for her local NZSA, New Zealand Society of Authors branch. Melanie, first of all, how did you find out about SpeakFit NZ and how long have you been a member? Hi, thanks for having me. You're um, very welcome. <laughs> I, I am a pretty newbie writer. I only started writing in 2016. So I joined SpecFic NZ about two years ago when I started looking for ways to connect with other writers after I finished the first draft of my first novel. Yeah, so with your involvement in um, cons, I've got to confess, I am a complete noob when it comes to cons. So perhaps you can enlighten my, I'm sure, uh, really confused perception. So other than sales of fake swords and Pokemon trading cards, how exactly does a science fiction con differ from, say, a traditional writer's convention? Yeah, I, I'm also a complete noob. Um, so the okay. first thing that I would say is that a really great way to find out about um, what the convention is about is to volunteer and get involved because that's how I have learned everything that I know um, about Con Zealand. Um, it's, so World Cons, um, which is what Con Zealand is, is a big international convention organised by fans for fans. So they're quite different 
from a writer's convention or from something um, like Armageddon mostly because of the size and the scope of the programming items that you might have um, on the program there. So, um, so there's, there'll be fans, gamers, artists, performers, cosplayers, agents, editors, publishers, booksellers, writers, writers, all having a part to play and all finding um, places and events in the convention that, um, that will work for them. Okay, so is this your um, first year being involved in Con NZ? Yes, yeah. I've, oh, I've been okay. for about 12 months, probably, yeah. I started out in the social media team um, and I took up this role as New Zealand Writer Liaison um, late last year. Okay. So, so now I assume something like Worldcon, because it's huge, uh, it's going to be quite overwhelming for first-timers. What would you recommend, if you can, being a first-timer perhaps yourself, <laughs> what, kind of, what, what would you recommend a first-timer focus on in order to make the most of the experience and come away enlightened rather than dazed and confused? Yeah, absolutely. It's... Um, it's 2,000 plus people, 500 plus program items. So it is really big. And um, I actually asked a similar question on, um, on Twitter recently, looking for some tips from people that have been to world cons before. Um, and I think the general consensus was um, make a plan for what you want to do with each day because there'll be lots on at any given time, but just be flexible with it and make sure that you're giving yourself time um, to just be present and to meet people in corridors and, and over a drink and also give yourself time to go away and um, have some quiet and get some headspace back. I also did a blog post on my website recently about um, ideas about how to network at this kind of convention and I think um, for me at least what I find really useful is having a friendly face there and that could be bringing someone with you that you know or it could be reaching out through um, Con Zealand's Facebook group or through Twitter and just trying to make some connections with people that will be attending before you get there so that um, so that there's some familiar faces and again, great advice, great yeah, advice. Well, thank you. Volunteering is another great way to <laughs> get the plug in there to, um, to meet people and to get an idea of what the convention's about. True I'm going to pass you over to Nick's was it? No, oh, Matt, Matt, sorry. Um, so that st out. Sticking with the thank thanks. Um, luckily, we're leaving lots of long pauses, which makes my editing job a lot easier. <laughs> um, so thanks for Doing that. Doing my bet for you. <laughs> yes, oh, I was referring more to me and Cara. But you're obviously writer liaison. It's quite interesting to me because I remember talking about um, Worldcon at GeyserCon. Uh, last year which was obviously a kind of domestic um, only um, convention and I was quite surprised how how relaxed a lot of my fellow and you know far more experienced than me writers were about the whole thing coming up because I was thinking to myself wow this is like an amazing opportunity for Kiwi-based New Zealand-based um, creatives, really, to get their um, stuff out there in, in kind of in front of the world. The yeah, and link in with people and things like that. And everyone seemed very sort of calm and didn't really seem to feel any sense of urgency around it. What I have noticed in the last month or so is, in a, a sense, it's kind of flipped. People seem to be thinking, oh, no, we've got to do things now, <laughs> quick. Uh, which, you know, I think they're right. We do. So as far as 
writers and uh, well writers mainly but other creators as well are of speculative fiction um, and related stuff in New Zealand are concerned what kind of opportunities are there for them to engage as creatives in, in ConZed and um, where are the gaps because you've, you've already talked quite a bit you've got at least three plugs in already for people to volunteer. <laughs> so I'm doing well aren't I? <laughs> They'll be very, the team will be very happy with you, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but what opportunities are there for those creatives that might want to, to get involved in helping to shape the programme as well? Or is it too late? Have they missed their chance? No, it's interesting that you should say that people were um, sounding really relaxed. At oh, I've lost you, Melanie. Um, it's just kind of like a natural TV. Sorry? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you completely cut out after the um, relaxed at guys con thing. So, yes, it was interesting what you were saying um, about writers sounding relaxed at, at GeyserCon because I did wonder if that would be the case and I think that's part of the impetus for the creation of my role as New Zealand Writer Liaison to just give people a little nudge um, and reach out and invite people and, and sort of get the word out so that we make sure that Kiwi writers can take advantage of what is a really amazing opportunity to connect with a lot of international writers, agents, editors, publishers. Um, so it's not too late to get involved, um, but it is it is getting close. <laughs> we really need writers um, or anyone who wants to um, to get involved in the program to fill in the program participant form on the website as soon as possible, and I would say during February, ideally, um, because I know the program team will be really busy starting to pull things together in March. Um, also, if you've already filled in that form and then you got uh, this next stage is that program sends you out a detailed survey that you fill in about the kinds of things that you want to speak about and the experience that you have. Um, and I know sometimes those forms might end up in someone's spam box, um, spam inbox by accident or, um, or they just want to take a bit of time to think about it. But those forms also really need to be in in February or else um, program may assume that you're, that you're not wanting to be involved. Um, in terms of other opportunities, I know that SpecFic NZ has been in touch and is working with program around um, uh, a meetup and a party. So there's, um, there's a bunch of those sorts of opportunities. If you um, are into art, there's exhibits. If you want to sell um, books, there is a dealer's hall where you can have a table. I know um, that it is, um, it's a curated dealer's hall. So you do, but you, we're not going to be able to have a lot of individual indie authors in that, in that hall. So it's best for people to group together. And I know that there's already some applications, I think, from indie authors that are joining together to take advantage of that. So those are the main things at the moment is to definitely get those program forms filled in as soon as possible if you want to um, have any involvement in the program, which could be speaking on um, speaking on a panel, doing a reading, um, doing a book launch, doing signings, anything like that, you need to be um, filling in that form. And if you just have really awesome ideas about things that you want to see at the convention, there's another form that you can fill in where you can make recommendations about 
um, cool topics or I'd like to see X, Y, and Z people talking about this thing that would just make, make my whole convention. So you can, those uh, program loves getting those sorts of recommendations coming through. That's really um, quite exciting actually and quite pleasing to hear that there's still opportunities as long as people are quick. Um, I think one of the things we were talking about before you came on the call actually was uh, people who are listening who are paid up members of Spec for Ken Z and they'll there'll be a lot of them out there. The Facebook group for members, um, for Spectrific NZ members, we are starting to talk about ConZ quite a lot in there. In fact, I've just seen there's a new thread today asking for people to step forward to be on a potential panel. Um, so I would strongly recommend listeners, as well as um, following the steps you've recommended, if they want to be helped, get reminded and supported in terms of what they might want to write you know, join the join the Facebook group. Um, there will be a link in the show show notes, and um, you can join the conversations in there as well. So yeah, thanks for that. That's really helpful. Okay, so um, if there's no other questions from my two co-hosts around Conz, oh, uh, I got one more. Um, I'm more of a, a kind of thing that is. Uh, I've been waving my hand and I hope that all the other Specfic um, members also be ecstatic about waving your hand to say yes to stuff. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Put your hand up and say yes. Um, and I should say that if you haven't got a membership yet, that um, that it would be good to get a membership as soon as you can because and it is possible that they will sell out before the convention start. Um, can and I just clarify? Are you talking about a membership to Worldcon to or a membership to ConNZ? So yes. Con, Con Zealand is, Con Zealand is the 78th World Science Fiction Convention. So you buy a membership to... A particular um to Conzieland, which is also Worldcon. And it's worth it's worth saying as well um that you can actually because if it seems like a lot of money um when you look at the ticket and especially you know in New Zealand you probably have to fly to attend as well. You can actually pay in instalments. Um if there's any other price rises coming up which we don't know about you will still only pay the price that was um, was in place when you started paying your instalment. Yeah. yeah the other thing you can do is on, on the, um, the Facebook group for the convention, there's often people that are selling their memberships at, at an earlier rate. So you can sometimes yeah. get a cheaper membership that way. Ah, cool. And the other yeah, thing that we're hoping to be able to announce soon is a, um, a scholarship program for people from marginalised communities in New Zealand. Um, which we haven't finalised the details of yet, but um, we'd really appreciate everyone spreading the word when that does come out so we can get as many Kiwis along as possible. Uh, I must say, I'm not flying. I'm taking a train just to (laughs) (laughs) have some fun. There seem to be a lot of train enthusiasts on the Facebook group. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, the train goes uh, very close to where I live, so I'll be taking the train in because I'm not driving in Wellington to stop that yet. Definitely not. And the train then actually comes right into the middle of the city. And so I can walk everywhere because it's all kind of uh, near each other. Yeah. So I'm an indie author, but I've been quite, like, I was looking at your website and I'm very interested in your goals for querying this year. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I also started indie, um, indie publishing last year. So yay for indies. (laughs) And a lot of my goals are focusing on making sure that I put myself out there and also focusing on what I have in my control rather than dreams like get an agent. So um, I started querying a middle grade fantasy novel in October 2018 and I'm up to a bit over 50 queries total now. Um, Last Yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) Last year, my goal 
um, was to always have three queries out at any given time with, um, with agents. But um, that did make it a little easy to cheat because some agents don't actually get back to you and you can just <laughs> sit there. <laughs> so this year I've just left myself with a goal of querying 50 agents total over the year. And I expect that, um, that a lot of those will probably be the next novel once I manage to um, get it into shape. Yeah. So I'm assuming these are uh, all around the world that you're querying? Yeah, primarily American agents and a, and a few in the UK. It's not... Um, there's not a lot in New Zealand for speculative no. fiction. Really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I see that you are looking at, um, I'm going to say it's SWFA, but I call it Swiffer. <laughs> it's, it's pretty strict <laughs> to get into it, uh, but can you tell us a little bit how, how people get into um, the, the science fiction and writers association over in America and things like that? How, how's it yeah. actually? So yeah, science fiction it, yeah. writers of America are, um, I guess they like the American version of SpecFic NZ. Yeah. Um, and obviously because it's America, it's a lot bigger. And they do a bunch of cool stuff like um, set industry pay standards for short fiction. So mm -hmm. the requirements to get in depend on the um, what kinds of things you're writing. Um, for short stories, uh, to be an associate member, you need to have a short story short story sale of at least a thousand words at the payment rate that they deem professional at, at the time of sale, which is currently um, US cents a word. Um, and then to be an active member, you need to have three or more sales at professional rates that total at least 10,000 words. Um, I can't remember all of the other ones, but for novels, I know it's um, a $3,000 advance, or if you're an indie author, $3,000 of net income for a particular book. Yeah. yeah, so that that, that won't be me. <laughs> no, first of all, I'm, I'm actually it's way easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I'm I'm very envious of your short stories because the only time I ever do short stories is when I got little extra bits to go for my novels and things like that. So I often leave out big chunks because most of the people have read the the um, the books. But what is your secret to writing short stories? What can you tell people some advice to? Um, to get into the different anthologies and to write a story that appeals to a lot of people. Yeah, I'm, I, like I said, I'm pretty new to writing, so I'm not sure if I have any secrets yet. Um, <laughs> but I think the trick with short stories is having the right size idea or concept to start with, because it needs to be small enough that you can keep it to that length, but it needs to be deep enough that people will keep reading and that there's something interesting um, there and and some stories will just demand to be too long <laughs> to be yeah, see that's story. my problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> and sometimes you mess it up and you think you're writing a short story and then you go crap I am writing a novel damn it <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a few things that that I do to practice as well so I've written quite a bit of micro and flash fiction and that's a really good way to um to get some discipline and to write really concise stories so there's um there's a bunch of different prompts and competitions and things around that you can do yeah. for that read New Zealand which is was previously the New Zealand book council run a weekly twitter prompt called Ramari shorts where you have to take six words and make a 140 character story, which is half of a tweet. And um, so that's that's super challenging. And um, the mm -hmm. Australian Writing Centre also do a monthly furious fiction competition where they have a really elaborate prompt 
um, and it's a 500 word story and um, with a $500 prize that's free to enter. So getting doing some of those kinds of things can be quite good to practice and um, that really concise type of writing. And obviously like with any kind of writing and um, reading is the best way to get your head around what is going to work and um, the kinds of stories that you can tell. And there's lots of international publications that are actually free to read and places like Clark's World, Strange Horizons, Fireside, Podcastle, Escape Pod, Daily Science Fiction. They're all places you can just go on the website and read the stories and, and they're amazing, super inspiring. Yeah. yeah. And then in terms of getting into anthologies and assuming that you've written the best story that you can and you've edited it as best you can, uh, the trick is really just to read the guidelines and to send it out as many times as you possibly can. <laughs> it, it really is a numbers game. And, yeah. and yeah, you just have to back yourself. And I think for me, I, I've written a little bit on my website about submission strategies, but I, I start with my dream markets and I, and I just keep sending, unless I get feedback that something needs to be fixed with a story, I'll just keep sending it out and out and out until it gets gets accepted somewhere so last year I sent out a little bit over 200 um story submissions and I, I got um 21 acceptances out of that so yeah it is an so it really game. is it, yeah it is a numbers game um so both me and Kura have also done um anthologies where we've edited and I see that you are on the editing team for Black Dogs Black Tales anthology so you can tell us about that yeah this is an awesome anthology and it's a charity anthology raising funds for the Mental Health Foundation of New Zealand. And the awesome Tabitha Wood is the lead editor, local Wellington and Spectrum Z member. And Things in the World Press are publishing it. We are open for submissions until the end of February. So please, please send your stories in. <laughs> they need so to what's, be, Yeah, what story what type of stories are you looking for for the anthology? Yeah. Is it just So it's horror and dark fiction? two to six thousand words and the story needs to feature a dog and the dog must not die very important do not kill the dog (laughs) and we've already had some some awesome stories accepted so and if you do manage to get in you get to share a table of contents with octavia cade and karen warren and alan baxter and we would just really Mm. love to get um more submissions from kiwi writers so send them in that does sound like, a like you've got a lot of Australians so far. We've <laughs> <laughs> got Octavia. I'm I'm in there. <laughs> There's one of our members, so um, that's fine. We're happy with him being in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, coming to our, our closing kind of questions is what have you personally found is best about being part of Specfic NZ? Yeah. So I I joined Spec. NZ to find connections with other writers and to get support and building a writing career so I think the things that I've really loved are the Facebook group that you guys have set up and and I'm also really excited about the initiatives coming up like the Wright Murray residency and the events that um that you guys are organizing at Con Zealand yeah yeah I definitely double the yeah I definitely double the the join the Facebook group um it's a good way to connect to people so um yeah, and finally, so where can our listeners find you online? Yeah, you can find me on my website, melanhardingshaw.com, and I hang out a lot on Twitter as well, and I've got a Facebook page. So thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. That was really interesting. Why not?